Hi, I'm Frankie Frayne, and I've been making movies since I was a kid. I've made three low-budget feature films of varying success, and I went to film school. Twice. For better or worse, I've developed a science for completing feature-length projects on pocket change, and it has a lot to do with the kinds of conversations you'll hear on this podcast with teachers, friends, and artists. You don't have to pay 40 grand a year for bad advice. This is Discount Film School. All right, day four. We're actually recording this after shooting all day. This was an eventful fucking day. This was a day of events. It, I mean, yeah, today was just like the, the clusterfuckiest of clusterfuck days that I think anything's going to clusterfuck so far in the next... It better. In the rest this of the better show. be I it. Hope. I hope. The only thing I can think of that would be worse than this would be if, like, it just rains all over us. Like, if we're shooting outside and it rains. Yeah. That would be or worse. Or, like, one of us gets hit it by a truck. Yeah. Uh, like a canopy lake, yeah. Or if the roller coaster that we go on crashes and we lift that. And all of the movie. No, that's like the last are we, day wait, shooting. Are we so going you're on a roller coaster right. in this movie? There's no roller coaster. But okay. it's a canopy lake park, so I'm going on a fucking Are the rides going to be running? Yeah, it's open fucking that day. We're going to canopy lake park for a day. We're not going to waste I want to ride everything. I almost threw up on that boat there once. All right, let's do it. Let's make sure you throw up on that boat. <laughs> okay. So, um, all right. Here's the deal. This is what I had ahead of me. There were there were four scenes that needed to be shot, and they were uh, they were all in a local like music bar. One of them was like Mark, just hanging around the bar, looking at some shitty musicians, um, with a little bit of dialogue. There were like three dialogue scenes with Carla, um, which is one of the main characters played by Maria Natapov. Natapov. And um, and then there was the very last scene of the film where he talk, like interacts with a bartender. All in all, I don't know how many pages it was, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if, I think we, we, if it was 20. I think we, well, including the stuff you guys shot at the end of the day, I think we hit 18 today. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot. And the other thing, too, was that it you need to do a, a band music setup. You have to have a bunch of extras. You have to, uh, more, more than anything else, uh, those bar locations, um, they're very dark inside. And if you're going to make it look like anything, somebody needs to be competent with lighting. Now, Kyle's very good with, with composition, <clears throat> but he doesn't really know lighting. And we certainly don't have the gear, really, to do good lighting, right? Yeah. So, so knowing this, all of this, we tried to plan. You put up a classified on New England film. You try to get a bunch of uh, uh, extras. But first, got to nail down a location to tell them to go to a location on the day. We find this cool bar in Somerville called Radio, and it's got this big, nice Rocky mural because the movie has some like rocky themes to it and stuff it was kind of perfect I really you just love that mural yeah I think the mural is is a big like set piece and um I was like okay we got that location and then it was like all right get tell the extras to go there and then it was like okay we need a lighting guy okay so I called C.E. Courtney who's a a good friend of mine he was faculty at Emerson for some time and he's um, an amazing gaffer and he was you know I worked on his project he wanted to work on my project we thought it'd be fun so I call him. I finally got in touch with him last week, and I was like, "Hey, man, what do you, uh, what kind of like gear do you need to light this properly?" Yeah. And he's like, "Well, I, he's he's southern. He's like, well, I think you know, probably Is three, Australian now. Probably about three four by four uh, kinos with tungsten and daylight tubes." And he, he goes into this like massive shopping list. Now, I know that I can use the equipment center at Emerson College, but I'm a staff member. I don't get priority. 
Uh, in fact, the staff members aren't supposed to get it at all, but I'm sort of able to ask for favors. Yeah. Because um, you run that shit. <laughs> but I'm not, I still don't get priority. The students get priority. So I go there and they have like half of what we need and they offer some other stuff and some, some cool, like uh, uh, egg crate type stuff. And, and it, it sort of worked out. Han had joined me for all EDC visits and they were all reason. really super nice to us, we should say. Yeah. They and they knew great. what they were talking about. It made yeah. you wish that you went into film at Emerson. Yeah. I mean, it, I, it made me realize that that was what would have made me really appreciate my Emerson experience. If you had done something that the school specialized in. Yeah. Uh, I get all the stuff together and then it becomes, okay, well, if we're going to be in Somerville by 10 o'clock, then we need to get to Emerson and pick up the equipment, which is a massive amount of equipment. So John Ryan and I go together. Nina brings John Hunt. They head straight to the location. Uh, we pick up all the equipment. It's a little bit of a, of a hassle because we have to do it in like a busy area of the city, like uh, downtown. It's, it's downtown Boston. I mean, it's just terrible. Ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous because of, A, the amount of traffic because it's 9 in the morning and we're trying to get to work, and B, because of the way the city's laid out. It's fucking terrible. But we do accomplish it. We do accomplish it, and quite quickly. Yeah. I think we were parked over and out and on our way back to the, to the location within 15 minutes. We got there. We wanted to be there before 10, and we got there about 9.30. Um, so we get there at 9.30. And parking in Somerville is hell. There's no parking at all. And so now it's like, okay, now we're in this situation. But we do. We park right next to... We wanted to unload all the giant equipment, so yep. we parked right next to, right next door to the bar. And um, we wait. And we wait. And, and you we unload wait. it? And what are we waiting? Loaded? And we unload it. So there's all this giant equipment oh. just sitting on yep. the sidewalk. I poop in a market basket. But he turns the lights off. <laughs> right. Turn them back on. You went to a market basket. You took a shit. What, yeah. some people were flicking lights on and off in the, your bathroom? Somebody turned the lights off not knowing I was in there. Oh. next person who came in turned them on, had a good laugh, <laughs> and I said, thank you. End of story, moving on. He had a dark poop. I had a dark poop. It was, <laughs> it was dark times. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so we got all this equipment. We have extras showing up. They're like, hey, I'm here. Why are we on the sidewalk? We're on the sidewalk because the owner forgot. Gee, misplaced the date <clears throat> that yeah. this was happening on. That's what I'll find misplaced out later. Misplaced the date, overslept... Something like that. The co- all combinations of, of getting fucked. Jeff invited some musician friends of his to be the musicians, and one of them plays at radio all the time. Yeah. So she knew the owner's cell phone number, which I did not have. And you might ask, when was the last time you talked to this person? So you could re- like, Because that's the thing you should be doing is constantly reminding people of dates and constantly yeah. getting a heartbeat from them. Yeah. But uh, I, Jeff talked to her last week. I thought that was good enough. It was not good enough. Yeah. Um, so, but by some grace, we get her cell phone number, and I call her, I email her, I text her. There ain't no heartbeat on the other end of the phone. Nope. I start to go into a pretty dark panic mode. Yeah, you were you were <clears> freaking <throat> out. Like I, I very rarely in my life seen Frankie Frayne like spook out, and you you do some spooky business going on here. So I glad mean, I didn't you were, see you that. had like the head down, and, like trudging around, like you looked like an angry like. Danny DeVito monster. Oh, come on. Just because I'm short? I got to get this Danny DeVito shit? No, well, no, you had that, like, you, your head was so far down because you were so, like, disgruntled and angry yeah. that you essentially cut out your own name. Well, you know, look, without naming names, what was what was bothering, what was augmenting the feeling of powerless and helplessness, which is really how I was feeling, yeah. was powerless. Like, I can do nothing to solve this problem except for stand here on the sidewalk and hope that the problem solves itself in front of me. Yep. Yeah. Like, all I can do is hope that she shows up. Um, what was augmenting that was one person after another being like, did you call her? Huh. Like, that kind of stuff bugs me for some reason, to be, like, constantly asked obvious questions. Yeah. Um, or, like, 
well, maybe what we could do is, uh, does anyone know where she lives? Just kind of like, Wait, like yeah. really? Yeah, like stuff maybe like that. Maybe we can find her on Facebook. I'm like, I'm ask you after we're done recording this, who that was? I'm like, listen, like, stop talking and get on your smartphone and try Fine. to do, do something. Like, was I helpful over text? Yeah, actually, yeah, it was crazy. But in <laughs> one swoop text, you you were a little more helpful than everybody else. It ultimately, okay. Tim wasn't in. What Hannah did was Hannah knew that the equipment center guy, because we told him about our shoot mentioned that he knew the owner and he knew the other owner and it turned out you were absolutely right about who the other owner was yeah josh or everyone yeah yeah huh and you were absolutely right and you even remembered the last name and everything no i googled him i googled owner of radio somerville point is you were helpful yeah point is point is it didn't it wasn't helpful because i couldn't get in touch with the equipment center guy Mm -hmm. and i couldn't get in touch with the other owner so it, it it's looking for a moment there very much like Hey, I know we all got up early. Hey, I know we're all here. See, hey, nice to see you. I'm glad you're here. Yeah. Um, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad all this happened, but everybody put it back in the car and go home. Like, it was it was very much looking that That's way. Awful. Um, people showing up with music equipment, people showing up that can only make today, like, all that kind of shit. Um, and I mean, realistically speaking, like, today was the only day. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it would have been very hard to steer that ship around. Yep. I mean, we'd have to start scheduling for a day next week. Yep. And and you would probably have to schedule a whole new round of people that, uh, yeah. you know. <clears throat> so, yeah, you have to start from scratch in a lot of ways. So, I believe it was Jeff was like, there's a there's a, a bar down the street called PA's Lounge. Um, and they're open. And I, I think, I believe I barked. I said something along the line. Yeah, I was like, rah, rah. I said something along the lines of like somebody should be walking down there or anywhere right now, um, knocking on doors and asking if they can do it. And Nina immediately was like, without talking to me, without responding to me, just started heading in that direction. Like, because she's amazing. <laughs> because that's what that's really what you should be doing. You should stop being like, did anyone call her? And just like, find someplace else. Let's yeah. let's solve the problem. Yep. And so, speak of the devil, there she is with her bra T-shirt. Um, so, uh, we, um, she goes in, Nina and Jeff, it's just down the street. We could all keep our cars where they are, which by the way, the car situation was a constant, like, you know, handing people keys and being like, could you move my car? Could you feed the meter? Your car is a boat, by the way. How do you figure? Oh, like you found it hard to. I didn't find it particularly hard to drive. It's just, it, it, it turns really slow and it, and it turns really wide. And yet. And yet. John Hunt's butt, <laughs> and, yet, and yet it can it, it can contain the greatest of greatest of cargos. It can contain the greatest of cargo. It holds precious cargo. Your car does. Well, I want to be like, dude, it's not a pickup truck. Like it, it, it's it's still like I got a I got a fucking sedan suspension here. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, John. I love you. <laughs> so we. Uh, this is for your own good. All right. So they come back with the best of news. They said they'll take 150 dollars. And they'll um, and, and we're allowed to shoot there until four or five was the answer. I was like, damn! And it's eleven o'clock now, so that gives me, you know, I've lost an hour basically because that was the time frame we would have had for for radio. But mm-hmm. and we'll lose a half hour getting over there and moving everything. So, so so losing an hour and a half, you can get a lot done in an hour and a half. So it's a little bit of a bummer, but it's like fuck it, like we got th- it. This is the answer. So everybody mobilizes. Um, oh, and I remember one of Jeff's guys. So I parked, I, there was a park, there was a driveway next to radio. I parked there. It was meant to be temporarily. There was some resident parking, like residents lived right next door and mm-hmm. I moved out of the way. 
one of Jeff's, Jeff's musician guys, um, who was a really nice guy and did a great job in the movie. He was a keyboard guy, right? He's the keyboard guy. So he, he decided to slide right into exactly where the pedestrian, the residents would be blocked. Yeah. And I was like, why'd you do that? And he was like, because I can't park on the street. I was like, why? And he was like, because uh, my registration is, or my, uh, uh, you know, uh, my car is not inspected. My tags are expired. Yeah, and so I'll get a ticket if I'm on the street. And I'm like, okay. He's like, well, it'll take two spots. And I was, he's like, maybe you'll pull up when we're, when we're in the location. But we were sitting there waiting for the location to open indefinitely. Yeah. So yeah. it never happened. And then I'm sure enough, like, the resident comes home and it's a big orchestration of moving cars and yeah. <laughs> moving equipment to move the cars. And yep. it just sucks. Um, but the point is, we, go, we walk into this new bar, PA's Lounge, and it's, it's pretty much exactly the, the right location. Yeah. It's a big open space. There's a stage and there's a bar. And we can shoot here. Hooray. Sweet. But there's, you know, there's shitloads of equipment and right away, like, I always want people to like hide all of their stuff mm-hmm. and yet somehow oh, everybody yeah. just puts it out in the open as much as humanly possible. Yep. And I can't seem to get everyone to, I'm like, please hide your, okay. The first thing I did was I exploded my, my, cause like, you know, it was, the scenes we were shooting took place on like four or five different days. So I had like three or four or five different outfits and bags and I kind of exploded it like one of those old Pringle cans full of fake snakes. Yes. It's <laughs> like, and <laughs> everywhere. Um, but it, 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 it worked out, and I mean, I have to say, like, CE, I've seen him in action before, but he took whatever the fuck it was I offered him from the EDC, and he just, like, made the, sing, the scene sing. It, like he, it was insanity. Like, I've, I've seen a couple of different, you know, like, designers, gaffers, and production guys in action. It's just like, holy shit. It just makes it looking, like, he's really, it's not just knowing how to light. It's yeah. not just knowing how to design something. It's not just having talent. He, he's also amazing at communicating because he does it without talking a lot. Yeah. And I'm a real big fan of that. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm a real big fan of not causing confusion by everybody chatting too much. He, see, he hated the equipment? What, what do you mean? Are you serious? She's saying that he hated all the equipment and I didn't get him good stuff. Well, he still made it work. Well, now he hates you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he. Yeah. He was so good that he didn't. You didn't even know he was complaining. Yeah, that's for sure. But he's just really good at like overhearing me and being like, "Oh, that's what's happening right now," and then like, okay. and then like, glancing over at what the shot is and being like, "Kyle, are you, is that where you're gonna stand? All right." And then just going on, and then like. The thing that really impressed me was he would tell me to... You saw this a few times. Yeah. He's like, Frankie, just roll it. But yeah. he's off adjusting something. Yeah. And by the time you, you, know, you hit the clapboard... It's done. It's done. It's done. And it's not just done. It's done perfectly yeah. and beautifully. Yeah. Like he's really... like. Imagine the skill it takes to be like, okay, I'm going to look at a frame. I know what that lens is. Yep. And I know exactly how many inches to move the light yeah. in order to fix that problem. Yeah, yeah. Because for me, as like somebody underskilled or unskilled yes I'd be like huh and then I'd have to go back to the monitor and, and I'd be like no not quite and yeah. just, I'd have to go back and forth and I mean it's not just the frame too I mean it's when you've got you know two two or more people in a shot and you know I mean I'm a white motherfucker right I'm very pale and like to have him just compose that shit while you and I are off talking this place and have me like sit in just like pop into frame and be ready to go and have it done yeah and have it look 99.999% perfect. It's just like, okay, and then one little twist of the screwdriver, it's like... <sighs> that's the thing, is like, that, that, that's the difference between... Because I've been with, I guess, I suppose, talented gaffers before, who still, like, I don't know, it's a big orchestration. Everything they do is a big... 
time suck. Look and at me. I'm setting all this up for you. And yeah. I have to get it done. And, and it's, it's very so equipment hard. heavy. Yeah. And But this guy knows how to move something by an inch and it comes to life. Yeah. And that's experience, I think. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's clearly been at this for a long time. And yeah. it shows. Yeah. And his, just his ability to also be relaxed and to laugh and to be like to sync up with the vibe of the place yeah. and just be like, all right, Frankie's moving incredibly fast. So, so we got shot some really wonderful stuff of a fake band. Uh, those I guys, their stuff was really, really. One cool. of them was Jeff's brother, the one with the longish hair. That was Jeff's brother. Oh, Hobnail Boots guy. Yeah, oh, the, okay. the lead singer yeah, was yeah. Jeff. Yeah, and he was really great. I was gonna say they were they looked similar. I was like, hmm. they sounded similar. Their voices were identical. Every yeah, time I heard him I talk, I was like, that. "Oh, it's Jeff's voice." Um, but they were really good at like. So, how do you make shitty music that's still competently produced? I've, and and the answer was they just Genre. they launched they just launched into like lame riffs. Yeah. So it was just yeah. like because the thing it, like when the first time I heard them kick off with it, it was like this isn't badly played. No, it's just shit. Uninspired. It's just, yeah, it's just boring. Yeah. Right. Right. And uh, we worked out this weird thing where they would, like, play some crap, and then they would stop. And then Scott would go, are you with us? And then they would all start playing <laughs> again. Dick. Yeah, it was, it was wonderful. Um, so we shot some great stuff of that. And then we shot Maria um, playing her bit, which she was super, like, worried about because... I, I thought she did great, though. Uh, yeah, I, I thought so. I mean, for somebody who's not a musician and is an actress, exactly. that, she, she, she faked it, you know, and, and it came out fine. And we, we were able to record some stuff. But that all was a that was a big time suck. We're, we're uh, filming all of this heavy lighting, yeah. lots of musicians. I mean, I think what we spent like two and a half hours on stage almost. on that. Yeah, yeah. and then suddenly you had an hour and a half left, eleven or twelve pages of dialogue to do. Yeah, and so now I'm going. Well, how the fuck am I going to get out of this location and shoot this amount of stuff? And I was like, well, for one thing, I'm going to have to rely on the fact that like Maria and John can just nail through this, which you did. Uh, you guys really brought it. I thought that these were your best scenes. Um, really? Yeah, I thought like you were just like on fire with them. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad to hear that. I was actually very worried about today because these are you know two critical. Three are the well, yeah. a they're all critical scenes, but two of the three are the are more of the you know emotionally driven yeah. Yeah. scenes in the in the picture. And no, you got it. Well, thanks. And we also shot the last shot of the movie, which was we really did do cool. That, which was fun. It was a really nice shot. I mean, it was it's this nice big wide of him mopping the floor, and you're like, how how good can that be? But no, I mean, I, I like that. I took the reflection on the floor and stuff. I bet it's nice. Yeah, I took two minutes to be like, see Kyle, here's what's happening. It's the last shot of the movie. And I just tried to like kind of explain it, and they made it come to life. It was it was really cool. So how do I get through all that dialogue? This is how I do it. Um. They sit and they talk. That three scenes where that happens. Mm-hmm. And part of the reason that they all have to take place at the same location is because there's meant to be a, a, you know, a, a routine, a symmetry to how often they're always doing these things. So I think I can get away with doing the exact same camera setups for three different scenes. Mm-hmm. And so we do a medium of the two of them and cross coverage. Except every time you change an angle, you have to change up the lighting. And that's a time suck. And you're just going to keep changing the lighting for the same setups over and over again. So what we would do is we would set up the wide. We would have them run through the whole scene in one take. If I liked it, we move on. If I don't, we make little adjustments. And then we would have them go change clothing and do the next scene in the same exact setup. And we did that like for three scenes. Then we would be like, okay, here's John Ryan's close-up. And then they would go through each scene, do the uh, clothing changes. And we were able to basically, I would say the whole thing took about an hour and a half to do like... Yeah, honestly, maybe even a little bit less. 
Yeah, to do three heavy dialogue, heavy performance like, space scenes. We were, if I remember correctly, we were at an hour and a half on the ticker when we shot the last sequence with me. Yeah, I think it was three o'clock, yeah. and it was like you're. They probably want you out of here at four. Okay, this is something I have to mention. Okay. The, the place was still open, except we bought trash bags and taped up the windows on CE's request, so yeah. it looked like it was nighttime. And I, by the way, I think that's what, why Nina's like in bed right now with a splitting headache, was because she kept going in and out of this really darkly lit location yeah. and then out into this bright ass look, you know, oh. the outside. So it kind of like induced this headache. But she, um, uh, <laughs> there was a woman, this really old, decrepit woman who was at the bar. She was like, I'm here to harass Jerry. But I guess uh. I'll pay attention to this. And she, start, she starts watching the movie. And especially when John and Maria are getting things well, she is talking during the take. So she'll go, oh. very good. <laughs> oh, really? my God. Oh, yeah. You, didn't, you missed that? I, I Kyle and I were, cr- I don't know if you ever saw me, like, no. spazzing out behind the camera with laughter. Because she kept, she, she kept being like, nice. Uh oh. <laughs> she, she, she was just like respond, she was responding. Your story. Yeah, it was really weird. And I was like, Did you like that? And she was like, Yes. There was one point you where they should get rid of him. Yes. There was one point where, where John was having some trouble with the audio. Somebody's pack was bad. <clears throat> and uh, she goes, You should get rid of him. And I go, What? And huh. she goes, The fat guy. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, Jesus. she's mad at him because he she, stopped the oh entertainment. Man. Yeah, uh, she was like somehow irritated by the whole thing. She was wonderful. <clears throat> I just wanted to take her home with me. And she she pulled Maria aside and was like, "I want to tell you that you're amazing at this." Oh, she was also bitching like crazy. She was like, "The light's too bright. I'm blind as it is." <laughs> she had sunglasses on. Yeah, it was really really sunglasses. bizarre. I wish I could have seen that. Oh man, that's my favorite thing. Can we get her back for every shot? Yeah, I'm sure there's. Please, can we She'll find be there her? harassing. I gotta tell you, like. She probably will be. She's probably, yeah. she's probably one of the ones that goes in there like every day or every, every day. Every day. It was really reaffirming to have somebody be like, I like watching this. Good. I needed someone Even to say it. Yeah. <clears throat> Even if it's Nana. Maybe Nana's <laughs> the best what? person. Let's just market this to Nana's from now on. Yeah, I, we didn't think Rick that would be... Entertainment for Nana's. You right. make an old lady movie. Oh, God, yes. Let's make Golden Girls. <laughs> I call Blanche. We came up with a, a production uh, motto the other day because people were like, uh, wow, you, you know, you're... When I go to an independent film shoot or a student film shoot, I expect it to go for days on end and everybody to be too detail-oriented and blah, blah, blah. And I said, I get, I get bored of shooting before most people do. Yeah. It was like Frankie Frank yeah. Productions. We get bored before you do. We get bored before you do. <laughs> yep. Which is, you know, maybe a That's good sign. Good. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. There it is. <laughs> the John Ryan impression. <laughs> this is absolutely fantastic. Uh, fantastic. And then we, then we went over... So at some point I get a voicemail from the radio owner who's like oh my god I'm so sorry she is totally British she's like she was Irish that sounded Australian oh she's Irish she's very Irish she was incredibly apologetic she felt really bad she wanted to she's in a different time zone she wanted to make us all pan yeah constantly she wanted wanted to make us all pancakes I would have eaten her pancakes and it turned into basically it looks like she's gonna give us that location for Saturday which was a hey what? <laughs> she was supposed to. Uh, she wants to give us that location for Saturday, which was a location we hadn't scoped out yet, or that I hadn't locked down yet. So that's actually good news. But we shot in the downstairs of radio for this one little pickup um, uh, that came of Carla being a drunken mess that I thought came out pretty good. 
Yeah. Uh, I, it, see, I didn't. I, I walked away. I was just like, I'm gonna take a walk and go to Dunkin' Donuts. In which jo- uh, Jeff and I got to scream and yell and heckle uh, Maria, and that was kind of fun too. Nice. Because we were both trying to, I think, top each other in terms of the awful things we could say to her and uh. stuff. Did you really like just degrade her? Like, horrible? yeah, I said, well, I guess twenty's the new. Uh, I guess forty's the new twenty. Oh no! Oh. Did Kyle get pissed? Yeah, right. I'm talking That's like Dion always sunny, just like really horrible stuff that she doesn't just like. She's not phased by. It's like, but then she goes to therapy for like two years. Give me my ten dollars back, you slut! And yeah, yeah that was gone for some, All right, some nasties. Okay. Trying to get her, trying to get her revved up a yeah. little bit. A little yeah, bit of that it was good. Shit. Should have given her a couple of shots before she went up. Yeah, it was good. Um. That was pretty much it. And then, you know, we went and picked up Hana. She was not here with us, obviously, for the day. No, that's why I'm so quiet right now. But she, uh, we're, 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 we should stop now because first thing in the morning we have to go and shoot some more. But tomorrow is just a little itty-bitty, titty-bitty scene. Oh, it's IBTC. Right. And then we're, we're, like, done for the day. Indeed. And then Thursday's rough. Thursday's going to be a long day. Also, I have to learn two bass lines tomorrow. Right. And I haven't done that in forever. Friday is, is, is mediocre. Friday's a lot of improv, isn't it? Yeah, Saturday is like a a mini version of today. Like, oh, yeah, um, it's your first scene together. Yeah, it's when we meet. What? It's not. It's oh, not as. It's not as much that. shooting as today was, but it's the same sort of. It's a bar setting. It's it's a radio probably. Yeah, yeah. And then Sunday is a road race, and then Canopy Lake Park. So we still have a lot of work ahead of us. Yeah, the road race is going to be a day. No, it's going to take like an hour. Oh, oh, yeah, because that's like a, it's just a little tiny like six-line scene. Problem is, I don't have actors for it. it look, Aaron and Mike have yet to tell me if they can do it because I would just want to have them in it. Oh yeah, totally. Just as like the customers. Yeah, but I don't know. Who's right. going to be the uh, the other guy, the other salesman? I wanted it to be Jake Sadik, but he also hasn't responded to me. It may be Son Keith because Keith said yes. Please, please let it be Keith. Keith said please, yes. Please, 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 yeah. please let it be Keith. Okay, please, please uh, let it be Keith. He's going to have to be Frankie, really. I'm not sure it will work Frankie, though. Say it's Keith. Say it's Keith. Say it's Keith. The character. Has to say, um, like, uh, I'm a musician. I, you know, this gives me the energy to rock out. I'm a musician. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't, see, I don't see how that's good. <laughs> Come on! Um, you should get Brian Pelletier. Oh, God. I can definitely, like, rock out. It gives me the energy to, like, rock out. Yeah, that's really good and really fun. Yeah. You can get Marcus to do it, probably. Mm, he'd have to come all the way down to Nube- Nubeige. Oh, yeah, he wouldn't do that. Yeah, He's no. in fucking Newport Report right now. Exactly. Yeah, Walter. Fantastic, Walter. Okay, yeah, I'll just say here on the podcast to immortalize it. We've been, we watched the finale of Breaking Bad the other day, ah! and it inspired us to talk a lot about Walter, uh, no, Mike Ehrman Trout, which is a great character in the show, and he he refers to the main character as Walter. Most people call him Walter. White. He's very, he's like, Walter. And we have been imagining, we've been laughing stupidly about the Mike Ehrman Trout variety hour in which he addresses the audience <laughs> as Walter. Walter. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the backstory, I mean, they are coming off with a spinoff called right. Paul Right, so we thought, like, well, what other spinoffs could there be? I, I would absolutely watch that. Like, have, like, the Mike Ehrman Trout dancers. Girls, you're doing very nice. And now for the Walters. <laughs> <laughs> the ten girl Walters. And then, uh, and then we started imagining. This is where things got real psychedelic. Uh, we, we started imagining every every traffic light in the city as being Mike Ehrman Trout and Bane and Bane from Batman. <laughs> I, think, I think this was more so. This was the mindset of just the holy shit we managed to get today done. Yeah, so that, we were we, we, the we insanity were, left over from that. So we were just giddy. I mean, imagine yeah. really like we were all on a sidewalk with like drowning in equipment. Yeah, and then it's we like were just we're like, failing, we're can we we're please fucked, shoot we're here? Fucked, we're fucked, and oh my god! Like, here's the fucked up part. So I've been spending months trying to get a location for Saturday. Yeah, 
now radio has offered it to us. And the location that I was looking for, TT the Bears, has given it to us. And another bar that Nina was like scouting to replace today, yeah. they also were like, go ahead. We now, we've gone from zero to three we're options. Drowning in radio places. Jesus Christ. Well, um, I think the only thing to do is to shoot one angle for each scene in every different bar. Right. Which, that was the other thing we had to do, by the way. We had we got a bunch of extras, but of course, as the day goes on, they're like, so I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to bail. Because as fun as it sounds to make a movie, it's not fun to make a movie. Well, it's yeah. not fun to make a movie as an extra. Right. Unless you're getting paid. One of them, T- Tiffany, who was also a mother of one of the kids in the birthday party, she was like really pumped to just watch movie making. Oh, yeah, which is totally cool. Yeah. Um, but by by the end of it, when we were doing the cross coverage of just you guys at the table. There were how many left? Two? We, there were two left, and we needed to fill them out in the background. So what we would do is like... We're like, okay, these are three separate days. Does it make sense that the same extra would be sitting at the same table every single time? Put a hoodie on them. So we would put different clothing on them and then stagger them, the yeah. two of them. So if you watch <laughs> the movie, you'll be like, okay, now it's that girl in they that clothing. Now it's that girl so in that clothing. I, I have to ask because I wasn't really paying attention. During the scenes where Carl and I, are, where Marie and I are like snapping and screaming at each other very loudly in a very small table with people very close behind us. Is there any kind of reaction from either of them? Because I was just, I'm just. What do you mean, snap it? Like when you guys were. Uh, when we're like, shut the fuck up, you piece of shit. I fucking hate you, dick. No one gave a shit. Everybody just got that it was a movie, I think. Yeah. Which is weird because I feel like I'm surrounded by people in my life that would have a real problem with that kind of thing. Well, no, I meant, I meant the the people who were like, were they like, a, like sp- Tiffany, for example. Sh- was was she like, woo? They're like. No, yeah. Oh, like should she? I guess that, that's something she should have done. I, I was just curious because it's just like as you, an actress, get, like. If you and I are at a restaurant and Han is sitting behind us, and I'm, like, is, and like, yeah, I'm right. like, fuck you, Frankie, you cocksucking piece of shit. I'm not yeah. just going to stare ahead. It takes, it's like, it takes well, you might. Yeah, right. You might try and blow me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it's much more. cocksucking piece of shit. <laughs> Kyle's like, when you try to blow him, you're out of focus. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a stupid tank. That's why you always end up, wor- like, that's the thing that we keep running. Uh, it's just a stupid filmmaking thing where it's like, Someone needs to walk into frame at the start of the shot, and they have to leave. Oh, but whoops, the tripod's in the way of the shot. So where? what do I, what do, I do? I don't know. Do your best. Yeah, but I'll trip. Try and scoot around. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Then uh, fucking trip. Just fine, then just kind of glide out of frame. Well, well where's the frame? I didn't realize that Kyle wasn't supposed to be there. Explain. Like, was, <laughs> in any movie. The- where we had to walk past, I had to walk past the camera, and I didn't, like... It only recently occurred to you that, like... I couldn't think of him as not a person that's there. Right. That in the world of these characters, there just happens to be a man. It's just the two of you, not all of us. That's where the space ends. Yeah, I just couldn't, like, get my head around No, but Kyle... He's he's a little dude from Mario, sitting on the cloud with the camera on the string. Yeah, the lack of two? Yeah. Yeah. Lack of of Kyle? Lack Lack of Kyle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get him some big horn room glasses. Weep, 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 weep. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, um... That's that. I think that that satisfactorily captures the day. Yeah, we've wasted minutes. 40 minutes of these people's lives. Good night. Good evening. <laughs>